Low Elo is made possible by listeners just like you. And by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash lowelo for your free audiobook download. What's, what, what, what is egg sandwich? What? Dodge? Wow. So, so dodge. You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. This is episode 94 of Lolo. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer, and with me, as always, is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Copy386. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great, and let me tell you, I took the time to gather some fun facts about 1994. This All right, episode, let's see where this goes. This is episode 94. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely see the link. Are you guys ready to feel old? What was uh, what was the top movie in 1994? Do you have any guesses? Uh, Terminator. <laughs> no, not that old. Forrest Robocop. Gump. Robocop. Forrest Gump and The Lion King and Pulp Fiction were the top movies in 1994. The number <laughs> okay. one song? At one point was The Sign by Ace of Base. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the sign. And uh, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl Super Bowl, and the Rockets won the NBA championship. Wow. No kidding. <laughs> Great year. You know what you know what's gonna even make you feel more old, even though the time frame is shorter? What? World of Warcraft is nine years old. Oh my god. <laughs> no, oh my god, dude. <laughs> See that that hit home, didn't it? Yeah, I remember November twenty fourth, two thousand four, like it yeah. was yesterday. It's crazy, man. Absolutely I was looking crazy. at my uh, subscription history for it too. I I went like six years straight, <laughs> mm-hmm. like without any breaks. Six years. Yeah. No, it's uh, I can I can like tie points in my life, like events in my life. To like dungeon progression. <laughs> Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> like, and the kid, it's funny you when you first realize that the the young kids of today think World of Warcraft is lame. Yeah. And like something for old people because it is now. <laughs> well, but I know a lot of young kids who are playing it. So that's a weird thing. Yeah, but I think on the whole, it's like really you think it's World older people. I'd be interested to see their demographic information for. More reasons than just this little uh, conversation. But, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. Feeling strangely old now. <clears throat> uh, with us in our third position, and uh, you know, always pleasure, Christian Feltz, aka All Your Base One Two Three. Christian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for making me feel all young and hip. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's a young guy. I mean, what'd you think about WoW? Did you ever play it once? 
I saw a guy play in one of my college classes. <laughs> in okay. class. So we just identified that Christian is the only person on earth who never played World of Warcraft. Yep. The only one. That's really uh, weird, dude. Never appealed to me. Probably dude, because we, no, we no, need no, to no, sign no. him up for an account. Yeah, like, you need a free account, dude. Play to level he, twenty. Here's a little here's a little fun fact about me. My family growing up did not have a single PC. They, we were a Mac family. Well, so, that's well, not an excuse because yeah. you could play. Well, it was like the well only on game available for Macs. <laughs> it, it still is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hey, but like PC game for me, I didn't get into that until I was like 18. Hmm. Which was like three months ago. <laughs> sure, let's go. Have you that. ever shaved, Christian? <laughs> Trying to grow, a sh- I'm trying to grow a beard for No Shave November, but all that comes out is just stubbles. Oh yeah, you know what? And and actually, I'm not gonna plug it because I'm actually I'm doing just fine in the promo. Promo, but uh, I'm actually not shaving for uh, an event, a charity event called Movember that we run uh, at my work. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I'm half Asian, <laughs> and. I'm not like, you know, you, like you've seen the, the Kung Fu movies with like the epic old man who has like the three foot long beard. Yeah. I'm not that kind of Asian. <laughs> See, what I they mean, don't tell you is it took him his whole life to grow that beard. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like I should, I should have started that like in high school. Um, yeah, I, uh, Did any of I shaved on the first. I shaved on the first and, uh, I have a pretty respectable five o'clock shadow right now. You know, you know what I call no shave November. Hmm. November. <laughs> Good. Okay. It's just like no shave October. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes into don't shave December, and then you go into manuary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, manuary. Well, jeez. All right, all right, all right. I had like an inspiring quote here. And I can't remember it, so I'm just going to quote Kennedy. And he Wasn't said... very uh, inspiring then, huh? Yeah, no, no really. Uh, the one unchangeable certainty is that nothing is certain or unchangeable. That's my... That's your Kennedy quote for the week, people. So this episode is all about change. Support changes. Jungle changes. Item changes. And uh, actually, as of the moment that we record this, none of this is actually live yet, so uh, it's all open to change. <laughs> Subject to change. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Yeah, but, uh, but Jeff's change is scary. Well, you know what? Change is scary, but it's also inevitable. I'm sure that's another one of those like change quotes. Like, uh, Jeff, White. you know what? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Hold on, I'm I'm gonna bring up my page of uh, change quotes, and we'll just you know pick three or four of them. Sound good? Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the most ominous of fallacies: the belief that things can be kept static by inaction. I don't think that really applies to us right here, does it? Who said that? Um, Freya Stark. Never heard of her. She's, she one of the Starks though. Like, yeah, no, she had she had an Iron Man armor in in Iron Man three. So, wait, that's a Tony Stark. You're you're talking about uh, yeah, I'm talking about Winter Edward Stark, Stark. Yeah. And, and John Snow and yeah, John Snow. Have oh, yeah. you 
I'm going to blow your mind here. You ever consider that maybe it's the same family? <laughs> oh my god. Huh? Huh? The Starks eventually, you know, what? goes down the line it? to Tony Stark in modern Ooh. day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's kick this one off with support changes. So we we alluded to it. Uh, Riot has talked about it, and they've uh, started to elaborate on it. So I think we've got a pretty good idea of what's going to happen to support. Um, although, quite frankly, I have no idea what's really going to happen to support. Here's at least the changes. Uh, let's. Wh- what do you want to start off with? The AP scaling, new items. Well, oh, they up to you yeah guys. they they gave us specifics on the new support items, and uh, we've got the spell thief's edge. Ancient Coin and Relic Shield. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, uh, they all give you gold um, in different ways. So it's kind of like a gold... It, they call it a gold income item. And, and we've said this before, we've gotten a couple of hate mails about like our vagueness. But it's not because we're not checking or like we're just you know <laughs> stay up all night drinking like hey let's record an episode no we're checking the information is not there yeah okay. and you if you've been listening to the show for a while you know that we actually try to stay away from talking about stuff that hasn't happened yet and the preseason is really the only exception we've ever made and even then, we get a little bit nervous about it. We don't normally talk about changes that are live on the PBE, but not live on the servers, because half those changes don't make it to yeah. to the to the live game, and as a result, they're not good for anybody. But this is kind of a t- period of time where everyone expects things to just be crazy, so we might as well at least open up a dialogue. We might not go over individual stats. Or break it down to components to understand whether or not it's going to be balanced or imbalanced. Because quite frankly, these items as they are right now are going to change before the end of the preseason. Yeah. The stats are going to be different. <clears throat> but I think that the, the goal or the, the message of the item is going to stay the same. Right. So they're going to be generally the same. The numbers might change, uh, probably will change from going from the PPE to live. But, um, you know, with these new support items that they've announced, they call them gold income items, and you're only allowed to have one. So mm-hmm. you have to choose. Now, is the gold income item the same as a GP5? And I don't know. what GP5s are in the game? There was also a limit on two GP5s at any time. Is that... So well, the, a... uh, the, the current thing says that there's a limit of one gold income item. Right. So there's still things we don't quite know. Yeah. Um, but but that aside, I mean, let's look at what they actually do. So Spell Thief's Edge is kind of like a lucky pick, plus it gives, you know, the specific gold regen. It just yep. gives two gold per 10 seconds and some mana regen and some ability power. So it's like Cage's lucky pick. Um, the Ancient Coin is a lot like a Phylostone. It gives you health and mana regen. And being near a minion death without dealing the killing blow gives you money. Uh, so, great for supports who are near lots of minion deaths. <laughs> um, and then the Relic Shield seems to be like the old Heart of Gold was. It gives health, health regen, and then when you kill a minion, you actually give extra gold to whoever's in lane with you. 
Yeah, and that is, is a little bit of a cooldown to to that yeah. effect, but yeah, twice a minute that happens. So twice a minute you can kill a minion, and I'm really excited about that because I see that as being you know, it's like Heart of Gold was, and it's might help bring back the tank support. Everyone knows I love playing Leona. I play I I play Taric. Taric is my go to, you know win champion if i'm playing ranked or something mm-hmm. but uh yeah this is really interesting because some supports need to attack minions they have mechanics that reward them for attacking minions yeah and so, now you can obliterate a minion and it's still good for everybody yeah <clears throat> maybe um, it's did, one you're out your 80 carry can't reach yeah. or will not get so that's actually what i'm excited about because it's i think it's going to give uh an opportunity for more experienced supports to kind of shore up the uh, laning phase for their uh, for their AD carry in a way that they couldn't before. I mean, if your AD carry is missing last hits, you couldn't really get in there and be like, okay, I'll last hit for you. And now you can, you know, one in you know one in ten get in there and get a last hit for them. Yeah, and and I'm really excited because. It, it gives a lot more attention to detail. Support is one of those roles where you can kind of coast. You know, you can, you don't have to necessarily have lane presence all the time. You can kind of sit in the bush as long as you've got wards up. You don't have to care about the game that much. It's a great role to play while you're eating a hot dog, for example. I love hot dogs. <laughs> mm. But this, these items change all of that. Because if you're in a solo lane, like you're going mid, you're paying attention, you are on your toes, you are, you know, keeping track of every time you're trying to lay down. If you can hit, get an auto attack on them, you do. You know, if you can deny them this minion, then you do, you know. Uh, with support, you don't have a lot of that. There was some of that with the pickpocket mastery. Um, but these items just blow it out of the water. This, these items are going to turn the support role into fun during the laning phase, which is really where it lacks the most. Yeah, I think it's also going to legitimize a lot of the, you know, we, we talk about troll support picks where people would like jump in with something that clearly isn't meant to be in the support role and they play around with it and it's fun and everything. I think this actually legitimizes that. It, it broadens the role to more champions. Yeah, <clears throat> but not in a way that um, makes it, uh, how do I put this? Not in a way that makes it uh, dumbed down. Oh, no. Like you said before, experienced supports, very good support players are going to shine in Season 4 because of this, you know, attention to detail that you have to have all of a sudden to play support. It's not, it's no longer the role, it's something you can feel good about specializing in. It's no longer the role that, you know, last pick always takes because everyone else, every other role has been taken. I almost feel like uh there's there's room um and I know that we we disagree on how much room there is but uh I think that there's room actually for assassins to come back in in the support role and start playing as assassins. I I would not disagree with that. Of course I don't want to say anything before we actually see it, but uh I just played on stream uh and I played a support Aatrox. <laughs> And yeah. like Aatrox has really good CC with long periods in between the times he has really good CC. So I just played him like a really squishy Leona. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if Aatrox can land that knockup and then the slow, I mean, that's like a gank. You know, you, yeah, you, you're limited in how often you can do it because his cooldowns are really high. It's not like Leona where you can just go in and spam like stun, stun, stun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It's going to broaden the spectrum and it's going to be possible to play a good support anything. Yeah. Now, did you mention the unique passive that's on Spell Thief's Edge? The uh, tribute where uh, their basic attacks and uh, and abilities grant gold every time they hit an yeah. enemy champion. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, and, no, uh, I didn't, but let's oh, okay. mention it now. <laughs> okay, so, so the current wording they've got on there is uh, it's called tribute, and it's basic attacks against champions grant four gold. So it's not abilities yet, but uh, basic ta- attacks against champions grant four gold. Uh, up to once every 10 seconds per enemy. So it's like that old, uh, it's like the season three, uh, ma- mastery, utility mastery that, uh, pretty much Pick- everyone picked up. Pickpocket. Yeah, pickpocket. <laughs> it, it's a lot like that. And it, uh, but the other thing is, is that if you kill a minion, it disables the passive for 10 seconds. <clears throat> so I, I liked that. Um, yeah, I would say that just looking at these numbers, that one looks the most powerful. But I am excited. And the one thing that I don't like about these items, yes, they all have upgraded forms, which is really nice. Yeah, which we'll and, get into. Don't worry, people. Yeah. Don't worry. You just and the chill. upgraded forms just give more of the same stats and then add uh, bigger numbers to the passive and then add an active. So, for example, Frost Queen's claim, Arctic Embrace, it's kind of like, uh, what's the item called? Well, it it you know what? It, it goes deeper. Before we get into the active... There's one big difference that happens on Frost Queen's claim that's interesting because it, it gets kind of called out pretty specifically here. And that is, is that instead of it just being basic attacks, you now your spells will trigger against champions to grant gold. Mm, yeah. So that's, I think that's an important distinction. You know, that makes it a little bit more, well, a lot more powerful <laughs> oh, <laughs> depending yeah. on which, uh, which, champion you're supporting with but yeah so the the active arctic embrace yeah it's and what is the name of that item i can't for the life of me think of it it's the one no one buys because it's not really good lucky uh oh oh you you, the one that you cast on yeah a friendly player and yeah it's really bad it builds out of man and (laughs) but (laughs) nobody i don't even remember but so it's like that and then the second one uh talisman of ascension is like, uh, is Shirelius. 40% movement speed for three seconds for everyone around you. One minute cooldown. The most interesting, I think, again, and I'm loving this item because I'm a Leona player, is Face of the Mountain. It gives a bunch of health, you know. Terrible name, stats. by the way. Terrible name, Face of the Mountain for this. Right. Uh, the active <laughs> is Deadly Phalanx, consumes 20% of your current health, the shield target ally for 10% of your max health for 4 seconds. After 4 seconds, the target explodes, dealing 10% of your max health as magic damage in an area. Yeah, sounds like fun. It's like a scion shield or a karma yeah. shield. Although, that- admittedly, not going to do nearly as much damage as a scion shield or no. a karma shield. But-, but it scales off of health. So yeah. the more health you have, the better it is. So any support tank or tanks in general might want this, you know? No, I, I, I think it's great. I think it's a great <laughs> item. I just think the name is stupid. I was having a conversation with one of my friends who were looking over Face of the Mountain, and we were just thinking, 
dude, what if we put this on Volibear? Bear? Dude, Volibear Bear support, that'll be insane. <laughs> oh, that would be kind of that would be kind of sick. Because you could use it to trigger his passive. I'm exactly. Oh my gosh. Busty. Yeah, but I I have a tough time with support. This fact about support historically is that why do all freaking support items have actives? Every single one. Like, you know. I think it's because they assume that since you're not last hitting, that you're, you're getting bored so that you have <laughs> passive mind to share to de- dedicate to activating items. But in the space of a fight, it's like, <laughs> oh, I forgot to use this and this and this because I have four active items. Like, I'm playing a champion that has, you know, QWER, DF for summoners, and then one, two, three, four, five, six for everything else. Like, it's not fair, and I know that you know this, Jeff, because you like to play champions where you have to push as little, few buttons as possible. Hey, man, if I can get away with only right-clicking for an entire match, totally down with it. And that's how you play Caitlyn. <laughs> but seriously, Warwick, I mean, you don't... How often do you turn off your passive on Warwick? You might. Hey, no, no, I turn my passive off all the time, okay? Right. Like, every approach to a lane, that thing turns off. You know, that's like next level Warwick play right there. Come on. <laughs> next level. P- pick, pick another one. Teemo. Teemo. <laughs> you know, hit W to go fast. Okay. Yeah. And then run around QQQ and then R when in the bush. But, and so it's like, I'm playing, I think supports have the hardest role in a team fight. It's just more difficult in a team fight, like to know when to Shirelia's, when to use uh, uh, Iron Solari, you know, when to use all these freaking actives. That's true. So, they they could potentially end up with more uh, options and thus, you know, more complicated choices. You know, the the thing I don't like about the fact that they all have actives it actually isn't about how hard they are in a team fight. It's just that it makes them a little bit less accessible to new players. Yeah, yeah, um, just mouse over this thing. It's got like, you have to read the freaking tome of this oh, item yeah. just to understand it's, what it does. Exactly. It's enormous. It's like, it's, it's a Dota level of complexity that they've, mm-hmm. uh, put on these items. And, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Um, there's, there's something to be said about an item like Infinity Edge, which can basically just say, does lots of damage, also sometimes hits for even more damage. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's the, the short of it. Um, and I think that an experienced player, by the time that they hit level 30 and get, you know, a couple hundred games under their belt, it's not really going to be a problem. But, uh, this, this game needs to remain accessible. And that's, that's one of the reasons I chose League of Legends over Han. Mm-hmm. I mean, because of champion passives. I thought that was such a brilliant idea. Yeah, give you me know, fewer buttons to press. Yeah, because in Dota, it's like, you know, there, there's no passives. I mean, some if you play like Nakes, you don't have to hit any buttons except R, which is great. But um, in League of Legends, you have the passive that affects how you should play that champion or how you can play that champion. But it only requires, like, thought. Mm-hmm. It does not require, like, you know, like little passives you may not think about. Um, Scion, blocking damage every so often. You know, he blocks lots of damage. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, uh, Amumu, lowering your enemy's magic resist. It's worth those little headbutts. You might get one or two in, but they're worth it. You know, you yeah. want to get those headbutts in. But 
So I really liked the simplicity of the passives and just to see these tooltips and these items with all their actives and their upgrades and like family trees. And it's, I agree with you. I, it should be more simplified. Why can't they all just be passive? Yeah. Yeah. Can I, I have a grudge. <laughs> I'm not letting it go. I have a grudge with face of the mountain. Besides it being an awful name for an item. No, no, no. Well, that, that's which, which, you know, I, which I dis, I, I disagree with you, by the way. Face of the mountain. Oh my gosh. Face <laughs> no. of the okay. mountain. Mountains are face. immovable objects. You know, great name for a big tanky item. This, uh, this item has cooldown reduction on it. It makes stuff happen faster. <laughs> it also yeah, sacrifices man. health to shield people. There's nothing mountainy about that. <laughs> but that's not, but that's not my gripe. Okay. Like I'm getting off topic here. That's not my gripe. You know what my gripe is with this? What? I want you to, okay. Just look at that item. Look and, that. uh, those of you listening at home, you can look at the item yourself from, from home. Uh, look it up on the, on, on the Googles. Now, uh, tint that item just a little bit more blue. Okay. Now, what's it starting to look like? Something blue? Something. <laughs> it's looking Force a of nature? Force of... Yeah. You mean green? <laughs> no, force of nature is blue, dude. It, it, yeah, it is, it is blue. Yeah. Oh. But like the, the little, there's, it, it looks like a hauberk. Yeah. It doesn't look like a, I mean, it's, it looks like a hauberk. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's going to be a replacement. <laughs> it's coming back. Force of nature is coming back, guys. Nope. 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 It's face of a mountain. Face of the, <laughs> the force of nature. It's face of mountain. I don't know about force. Actually, the first thing it looked like to me when I saw it, I thought it looked like the Levi- Leviathan. Yeah, it does kind of look like Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I, I hate just, it a little bit. Just less to now. accentuate my point, if you scroll down, it's got other item changes. They have a new icon for Ages of the Legion, which is cool. Passive yes, aura, that, that's I cool. love. They're keeping Banner of Command with an active. Yeah. Mik- Mikhail's Crucible. They're keeping Ohm Wrecker. Uh and then Twin Shadows, which is an amazing item. I love Twin Shadows. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, there's just those, there's six items there, four of which have actives, plus your trinket, plus, uh, you know, whatever gold item you get. That's, that's five items. I mean, like, I'm managing a base in StarCraft. I'm not playing League of Legends. Like, what the crap? Yeah. Um, we've, you know, we've talked about that in the past. This is kind of an ongoing theme, the increased level of complexity that they keep adding to League of Legends over and over and over. And they really haven't done a whole lot to curb it. Um, every now and then they throw us a bone. You know, for me, it was Vi. Like they, they sent Vi over and it was like, oh, well, here's a champion that has a permanent passive. Uh, you know, a second passive. She really only has three abilities. Um, okay, you know, this is a refreshing change from what we got with Zed. Quinn and Zed <laughs> and, you know, basically all of these champions that come out of the box with eight abilities. Yeah. 
Um, but now we're kind of starting to see that the same problem crop up with item design. You know, it's like everything needs to have for some reason an active. It's not good enough that something could just be, you know, you get it and it's good. Yeah. Like, why can't it just have good stats that I want and build out of something that I wanted to build before that? <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> or, have, a, right or have a cool effect on it that just always goes on. I'd like to point to, uh, to, uh, God, I can't remember the name of it. It's the the cloak that's on fire. Help me out. Sunfire I did this cape. like two episodes Sunfire, ago. Sunfire yes, cape. Sunfire Cape. Thank you. Uh, Sunfire Cape is a fantastic, cool item that is rich both in how it affects the game, but also how powerful it makes you feel. I mean, it lights you on fire. Yeah. And you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make it less good, you know? Oh, well, you do have to do something, Jeff. You have to stand next to your enemy and watch him burn slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that item is just so simple, but adds so much to the game, especially when you pair it with other items that don't have an active, like a wit's end. That combo is still good, people. Wit's end plus sunfire, cl- uh, cloak. Cape. cape thank close, you close enough so close enough burnt burning cape thing that yeah let's just go with that builds out of a belt yeah it builds out of a Put belt, a belt around your neck and hang a hang a chain vest from it <laughs> you go it's your sunfire yeah and suddenly ta-da, <laughs> you're on fire uh um i i just i agree compy it's it's an epidemic and it would be it would be one thing if it was like items throughout the game but it's it's so focused on support that i'm like uh no i don't want to have to press like seven buttons eight buttons to play this game and maybe <laughs> does that make us noobs i mean i don't think so <laughs> it's it makes us we want to use our brains and recognize situations and be like okay this is a situation in which my champion with my build can excel and that's that's where the fun in like Teemo or Warwick really is. You know, all the skill that comes with playing those champions comes in like how you prepare. You know, how you build, why you build that way. Um yeah. you it's kind of like you you build up to a situation and then you get the payoff. Right. You know, I've gotten used to active items on all other roles except for supports. Like, for example, Vagar, I always, you know me with Vagar, I always buy a Deathfire Grasp and like, I use it, my pull combo, and it just like, it sticks well with me. I, it just stuck, like, as soon as, as, as it did. But with support, for some reason, I don't know if it's like the fact that there's so many support items, I just can't get used to remembering to use even one of those items to help my team out yeah i can't tell you how many times i forgot about locket i know I, I know right i i so many times and it's so good lock. it can like turn around a team fight but i know. bought i bought mikhail's crystal so many times but i never remember to use it even though it's 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 fantastic on paper you, know, you just reduce you just completely get rid of a cc on your ally oh why am I not using it more? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like the, these are all issues that could be, uh, that could be resolved just by playing it more often. 
because I, you know, I, I can look back to a time where I had problems with, uh, you know, uh, something as simple as like, uh, theoretically a blade of the rune king, you know, not using it, but you just kind of keep telling yourself and you start using it. But, but the, the problem that I have is that you get so many of these piled onto a single role and it uh, really doesn't help open up that role to new players. Mm. You know what? I thought, I thought of a solution. <clears throat> with support you're helping your your actors are helping um your teammates whereas if you're playing any other role like i mentioned um ap and you have a deathfire grass you're using it on an enemy champion mm-hmm. it's more engaging i think if you're using your actors on enemies so what you should they should do is figure out a support item where you at uh, active item on an enemy champion but somehow it helps your teammates no, i got a better way to fix it remove having to target them. Mikhail's Crucible does that to your nearest ally. Okay. That would make it easier because then you could yeah, just press all the buttons, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or how, how about, how about this? How about this? Let's go, uh, the mech warrior route. Okay. And let's just let it so you can wire up all of your items to one key. And you wire that to, and that key happens to also be one of your abilities. So you can just have an alpha strike key. You like just a macro? press R. Yeah, you just, well, you just press R and it triggers all of your items <laughs> and ults at the same time. You know, you drop two, you poop out two wards, you activate <laughs> everything, Mikhail's Crucible, <laughs> ghosts fly out of you, and a giant wave shoots in a random direction. At this point, it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> I, I, I want to, I, I want to make it, I, I get one of those, um, you know, those, uh, those big red buttons that say, like, that was easy. Yeah. When you hit it. Yeah. Like, I want to make, like, a, like, modify it into a peripheral. So, like, it just use all my, act- I can, <laughs> every time I hit it, I use all my active items. <laughs> I think this is a fantastic idea. And yeah. everyone with macro keys on their keyboard should. Well, and the, and do the this. changes are even, it's like even scarier because in season three, you didn't have to worry about it because you could probably only ever afford one active item yeah. in the game. <laughs> now so, you're actually going to be mean, able to buy it. That's my them. item. So like, but now it's like, they're like, Oh, we want everyone to have a, you know, meaningful fantasy end game. So, you know, like, am I going to have the gold to buy all of these actives and like have to use them all? I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's that buzzword they're using in that video? End game fantasy. Is that yeah, what it they was? They kept saying that they wanted a meaningful fantasy. You know, in a game, they want everyone to have a meaningful fantasy, which I like and I totally agree with. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I've never, I'd never heard the phrase before. So, yeah, just thought it was interesting. Never really thought of it that way. Yeah. So, I say, let's move on. Okay. Support mixed feelings, (laughs) excitement, and dread. How how do you feel about the AP scaling changes that they're oh, talking oh, about? Oh yeah, I, I mean they about that. they haven't really gone into like here's how much something's going to happen, but they've they've shown it in the videos. They kind of outline what they're going to be touching, just not exactly how on uh, all of our main supports. You know, Sarakataric, Jana, Nami, Sona. On uh, that, I'm uh, really excited Lynn. about them. I think that's wonderful, and I think that. Again, that's going to highlight support players who do it properly. 
you know, yeah, I, I like I like it so I can use it as as an excuse to build Medjai's on my support. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm, bring, I'm bringing Medjai Sona back. <laughs> the only thing I I really think that it's going to be a huge balancing issue with um, AP, how AP goes into damage, how AP goes into the utility, and what are the numbers there? Because you can't make it overpowered, or you're going to have five supports versus five supports. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, the only my only concern with that is that so far they've seemed really limited in their discussion about support champions. I mean, like you just listed, they're touting these main supports. And they're, what, Tarek, Sona, Nami, Janna, Soraka, and Lulu. Sona. Yeah. Did you get Sona? Sona. Yeah. Sona. And it's like, there are way more supports than that. Leona. Uh, I love Zyra. is an excellent support. I love to play Zyra. Yeah. Um, Morgana. I love playing support Morgana. Well, they did, while... this, they did this thing a while ago where they went through and they cleared out everybody's roles. You know, they used mm. to be like, this person is a ranged assassin, whatever, whatever, whatever. And everyone had like four different things that they were. And they went, they went through and cleared all that stuff out. And I didn't realize it until we were researching for this episode. And, uh, they like, now these are the only, main supports everyone has a main and like a secondary yeah and these are the ones that they're classifying these are supports alistair i mean gosh support alistair nunu a lot of classic supports that have been played as support tons over the years um so my concern is that they're only going to do that for the main supports when it would be when it would be good for everybody would it be yeah, like my thing with Leona is like I you would imagine that like uh she gets cooldown or her stun lasts longer. Yeah. You know or but a Teemo Shroom slows you longer based on you know, or and poisons you longer based on AP. Right. But you know, my fear is that it, it's gonna be a balancing nightmare to try to allow for that, the utility to grow in power and for damage and how the, what the relationship is going to be there and why would it ever be better to do one over the other? It's going to be all based on how they balance it. So I love the idea, but if they could figure out a way to apply it sort of, uh, you know, evenly, then that would be, gr- that would be great. But they're not going to do that. They're going to apply it to these main supports that they've identified. And I'm afraid that the the fact that they're doing that will enforce this. You have to pick one of these to play support. So while on one end they're increasing the gold and making it better for supports to get actually get items. um, Are you still going to be pigeonholed into this? Or like we were talking about before, is it better to have a support Lulu with a bunch of utility because of her AP or like a brand who can just blow yeah. someone up <laughs> or, or you just get LeBlanc in there. Yeah. And <laughs> it, you know, it's like, Hey, check this out. LeBlanc doesn't really need items. We gave her items that give her good gold scaling without having to do anything. Mm-hmm. Hits level six, kills their support in one hit. Like three or four hits, but yeah, in a very short okay. period. In of a time. very short period of time, <laughs> blows up the enemy support and walks away. Then the AD carry finds himself alone in lane with nothing they can do about it. Yeah, 
And so what's going to emerge is going to be based on how they balance it all. And I hope they can pull it off, but I'm really scared that we're going to have like, uh, and this is going to happen at least at the beginning. It's going to be like League of Cleavers where we're going to see <laughs> crazy things in bottom lane. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, let's throw three people bottom lane. AD carry, two supports, except those supports aren't really supports. They're both AP assassins. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll yeah. throw, you know, a bruiser top and a bruiser mid, and they can both take their jungles uh, when they're done pushing. Hi, you know, high push champions that just control the lane. And uh, bottom lane is completely focused on uh, the supports bullying the other two people in lane while the AD carry farms. They'll get a little bit behind, but hey, you know what? They're going to be up against their tower the entire time. I do have faith, though. I am, I'm, I'm sure that eventually it will iron out. And, for example, with, like, a LeBlanc, the only thing that makes LeBlanc better is when her spells do more damage. That's it. I mean, but, like, a Leona, if you can have a Leona that can lock down even more than she already does at, like, max cooldown, that can be worth even more to a team. So, but, again, it's all about how they balance it on how that pans out but i'm hopeful for it yeah i think it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be the wild west man there's gonna be ap assassins <laughs> all over the place i mean and a i just talked about earlier playing support atrox so you know <laughs> <laughs> maybe league. i'm not that upset about it <laughs> league of assassins man league of assassins all right um let's jump into the jungle here you know there's so much more. We could go over all of the individual changes, but we encourage you to go and uh, read about what their plans are on the League of Legends website. Uh, so let's get into the, the jungle changes because uh, we can start off with the items, which are pretty significant, but then we'll talk about the actual jungle itself because the environment is going to change some. Uh, once again, uh, this time around, we were taking the Season 3 items and uh, plus Wriggles. And kind of beefing them up, changing them around, giving them added effects, rebalancing, making them more versatile in different people's hands and the like. It's just kind of a retooling of the jungle itemization. So uh, we'll start off. I'll give you kind of the rundown on all four. Wriggle's Lantern still maintains its uh, general uh, appeal. It's, it has a little bit of armor on it. It does damage to stuff. Uh, it now will heal on hit. So it deals a, a bonus magic damage to monsters and will heal on hit as well. And, um, which is important as any Warwick player will tell you. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, but it's, it's also, you know, no lifesteal or anything yeah, like that. It's a significant change. Yeah. yeah significant change. But, uh, another, th uh, and it still lays down a ward. But one of the big things about it is now it, it comes with 25% attack speed. And that's important because they're talking about trying to get more carry junglers, the, you know, damage junglers into, uh, give them a place as opposed to just the utility junglers. Mm -hmm. Um, and adding 25% attack speed is, feels pretty good. Yeah. That's a, a genius. And, and I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier, you know. Because I'm a genius, apparently. But, <laughs> like, how many junglers on your rune page you have attack speed reds? Oh, yeah. That, that works with so many. You can jungle, like, Pantheon if you have attack, attack speed reds. Well, it's, By a, doing... it's a 
change that kind of left. Do you remember the days of uh, Madrid's Razors into Madrid's Blood Razor? Oh yeah. And On that Warwick. used to be your that used to be your jungle path, and it added. You know, you started with your Madrid's Razor, dealt the extra damage to the minions, and then you would go into attack speed, and it would be awesome. And that, I mean, it's still there with like Bork, mm-hmm. but that's a completely different path now. Yeah, and plus you got to sink a lot of the the problem with Bork is we've talked about building, and mm-hmm. the problem with Riggles was always the the how you built to it. Yeah, Bork doesn't give you any attack speed until you're way deep into it. Yeah. You know, nobody yeah. buys the two daggers first <laughs> when they're buying a Bork. You get the Vamp Scepter, then you upgrade it to the Bilgewater, and then you get the... So it's like way late in the game. Mm-hmm. And putting that on a Riggles, Riggles is cheaper. You know, that early attack speed is going to give a lot of jungle champions a, a significant leg up, where before... Like you said, the utility junglers with the uh, fist one, the, uh, like, spirit of the ancient one. golem. Yeah, that I mean that item is so good. You can slap that on anyone. Yeah, you know, it, <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's getting better too. So it's still going to retain tenacity. Um, it gets a new effect though called butcher, uh, and this is uh, or sorry, it it has the old effect butcher, which is the thirty percent uh, increased damage to monsters. Um, but its new one is, uh, conservation. Sorry. It's, uh, upon killing a large or epic monster. And I'm guessing that, you know, the large monsters are the large monsters in the camp and the epic monsters are the buff monsters. Yeah. Um, either that or who knows? Maybe the, maybe the epic monsters the are. Baron the, and dragon. Yeah. Baron and dragon. And, uh, yeah, the, large the large monsters one. are just the buff monsters. Yeah. That actually, that makes more sense. Um, anyways, upon killing a larger epic monster, it grants up to 40 bonus gold based on the last time it was triggered. That's nice. Yeah. My it's ka-ching! You know? Yeah. It's, so it's a that, yeah. extra, it's that. an extra can, or it's an extra cannon minion in the jungle. They're doing that thing that they kind of did in Twisted Tree Line and bring it to Summer's Rifts. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Spirit of the Elder Lizard, in, uh, similar fashion, is, uh, gonna get, it, it, gonna get a new passive. It gets Bounty Hunter. And this is cool. Champion kills, assists, and epic monsters grant 40 bonus gold, and large monsters grant 10 bonus gold. Oh, this is like the, the improved smite. Yeah. Uh, and then Plus, spirit, you know, Katarina's past. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's just kind of cool that you can get in there. It's going to reward you even if you get a, uh, it's going to reward you even more for getting an assist on a champion. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, the last one, the spirit of the spectral wraith. Uh, this guy is, uh, so it, it, it gets the unique pass of 8% of spell damage dealt to monsters is restored and as health and mana. That's kind of new. It still has Butcher, um, but now it's going to get Bounty Hunter also. Same as, you know, same as the Elder Lizard. It gets Bounty Hunter. 40 bonus like... gold on large monsters, uh, uh, assists, and epic. Oh, sorry. Epic monsters, assists, and kills, and then 10 bonus gold on large monsters. You feel like the AP junglers are kind of the, uh, you know, redheaded stepchilds of junglers? Yeah, they really like, how are. How many are there? And <laughs> well, probably more than you think. Probably more than you think. Uh, don't forget that 
technically like Fizz is an AP Fizz, jungler. Elise, Zach, mm. Fiddle. Fiddle. Anymore? Can you name any Fiddle? Okay, yeah, Fiddle. Yeah, Sejuani. Mm. Do people really um, build AP on her? They don't usually. Um, um, a Moo Moo, <laughs> but a Moo Moo, a Moo These are all champions that could benefit. From AP. The thing is, is that the way that the itemization was before, you didn't, right? You yeah. you prioritized hit points. Um, well, I think they've done a better job in Season 3 and 4, well, so far, from what we've seen. They've done a better job to differentiate the AD items from get from uh, looking attractive to, like, top laners. Yeah. You know, I think they've done a better job than that. Because you remember when uh, Spectral Wraith first came out, it was totally OP, and everyone, yeah. like all AP champions, would get it because it's a, it was a fantastic item. Because because it was busted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, now, I mean, it, that's the reason AP junglers are the redheaded stepchild is because there are fewer of them, and because that item is harder to balance than the others. Hmm. Hmm. It is tough. I think it's a good item now, though. Um, but other other than item changes, and the fact is, is that item changes only go halfway when it comes to the jungle. Um, I actually think that the current items are great where they are right now. And uh, more than anything, the, what's great about the items as they are right now is that they build from stuff that's useful to hit that topic again. Mm-hmm. The progression to them is just fantastic. Yeah. I'll get another sword. (laughs) Swords are good. (laughs) I like swords. These are great. Get a Kindle gem. That thing's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it builds into everything. Um, So the new camp, we already, we kind of covered that one. It's in exactly the place that I said it would be. And it's, you know, just a big giant wraith with a bad animation. It, It looks a little bit more stuck on than I thought it would. Yeah, it like it's it, like kind of it's so open. Like every other camp has its own like little crescent where yeah, like and this one's just like chilling there. This I almost feel like, like just, it should be patrolling. There's a slight like 170 degree angle <laughs> in the trees right there, and he's just plopped right there in the middle. Yeah, yeah, it does feel a little bit like an afterthought. Yeah. Um, but in, if there's anything to allude to the fact that it was anything, but. Look at its attack animation in the videos, and it's literally like swinging its arms up and down. It has Warwick arms, you know, where there's like zero points of articulation. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny looking. Um, hopefully they improve that, but I'll just be thankful to have another, uh, another, you know, giant minion there in the jungle that'll probably kick your butt. But, uh, I mean, cause it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be bigger than the golem, man. Yeah, but like, where's like the flaming brazier and the little sign that has a skull and crossbones and yeah, like the pot of boiling stuff? You know, <laughs> they put time into those other camps. Yeah, where's like this guy's, this guy's <laughs> Yeah, it's like <laughs> we want to welcome everybody, uh, or we want to welcome you know Bob the the wraith to the jungle. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't have a cubicle for you yet, Bob. So, you know, you'll just kind of have to, like, you know, hover around a little bit. But, you know. He's like a sim that started with no income. Yeah. (laughs) All the other people have, like, cool stuff in their house, and he's stuck with nothing. Yeah. Or when you build the house for the sims, and, you know, there's, like, four of them, but you only built three beds. (laughs) 
So there's like one guy who just like chills in the living room all the time. Yeah. That's, that's the new Wraith. He's the guy that chills in the living room all the time. He's, yeah. he's the couch minion. He's the couch minion. <laughs> he's he's the that new minion guy, on so, the couch. I mean, you know, he's, there's a hazing process. Right. You know, there's gotta be. <laughs> yeah. This time next year, he's going to have a little brassiere and <laughs> he's going to yeah. have like a little sign, you know, that's hanging from a tree somewhere. Maybe, maybe the ground underneath him will be like, you know, scorched earth or something like that, like a little gravestone behind him. Mm-hmm. So and, and it'll be homey. It'll be homey, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but not till he's a homey. Oh boy. <clears throat> I, you know, we shouldn't give them ideas because we don't even have a winter map to get. So. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Um, now besides him, there is one other thing going on here. And I know this affects everyone, but I want to kind of point out the effect that it's going to have on blue buff in particular. And, uh, so I loop it in here with the jungle stuff. Bushes. Oh man. Bushes be changing. Yeah, they do. One, Jeb. they look, they look kind of cool. Jeb Bush 2016. Oh boy. Yeah, um, the, the new bushes look pretty cool. Although, like, the edges on them are a little bit square. Um, the, they have a neat effect where when you walk through them, the grass parts and everything. And I, I hear there's people worried about that. I'm honestly not. Yeah. But, some people are like, Oh, I hope that's only client side. I'm sure it's only client I'm side. I'm sure it's only client <laughs> side. And if, if it weren't, then you know what? All of your champions with skill shots just got better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they made changes to them to like, and really what they did is they like shortened them up in most places. Like around blue buff, the, the bush that normally would go around the ring on the uh, inner inside of that wall no longer goes around. It's like it's a little patch just on the edge inside of the, uh, like facing the, the golem itself. Mm-hmm. So you can't stand in a bush and see, you know, all directions at that intersection anymore. And you were saying that they, they said they did that so that the wards yeah, would not the, have dead spots. In the video, spots. he mentioned that. It, one of the reasons was it, the main reason for the change was that you couldn't. So now it's impossible to ward a bush and not see the entire bush. It's also impossible to stand in a bush and not see someone who's standing in the same bush, which could happen around blue buff. Cause it's, you know, shaped like a U you could yeah. be in the top part of the bush and there could be someone in the bottom. And I don't see why that like at blue buff. I don't see why <sighs> that's not like why that's such a big deal. Like yeah. there's trees in the way. I get that. Like, I'm not sitting here, man, I should be able to see through these trees. Yeah. Like, I, I clearly see that the bush moves in a curve and that there are trees in the way. Yeah. And it, and it affects how you ward, you know? You have to yeah. decide, like, where's the perfect place to ward so I can get the most vision in this bush? Um, well, but- it also uh, it, it diminishes the value of the new vision ward um, or the... I can't remember the the new pink ward. Right. Because now if you drop a pink ward in that bush to, you know, clear it out, you're not going to get vision of anything except for blue. Mm-hmm. So there, you, you don't get any in advanced intelligence of people moving through your jungle unless they're at blue. Previously, you know, you drop a ward in a certain spot in that bush and, you know, hopefully be able to get both angles, clear it out. Everything's good. So it it's 
kind of a strange change. But even more on that, it looks like we've got a short bush leading into the jungle behind the blue buff. Mm -hmm. You notice that one? No. (laughs) Oh. I noticed the one's top, though. Oh, yeah. Now now it's three three bushes? bushes? Yeah. Oh, it's so strange. (laughs) And like what you were saying earlier, the tri-bush is just, it's not shaped. It's just like a huge bush. It's like one big bush now. Yeah, it's it's no longer a tri-bush. It's a triangle bush. Yeah. And like how that's going to be so confusing for new players. Do you think so? People are like, hey, ward the tri-bush. What's the tri-bush? <laughs> you know, we describe that bush because of the way it's shaped. So that's maybe, true. It'll, maybe it'll change the triangle bush. Well, uh, no, I think tri-bush <laughs> is fine because it tri-triangle, <laughs> you know. But there's the like, curly bush, too. The curly around, bush. Around, uh, like on blue side by Baron. That's the one mid. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The curly okay, so bush. What did that the, one the curly like? bush like is all short now. It's just the one tiny little patch. Yeah. Well, actually, we don't know because the the video that they showed had it one little tiny patch at one place, and then on the purple side of the map, it had it as still the long version. Hmm. So I, I don't even know anymore. You know, the, but bushes are going to change people. They're going to be prettier. And it looks like they're going to be shorter. I think blue buff is going to be crazy. As long as the bushes don't have a bunch of active items in them, (laughs) I'll be fine. Yeah. Just stay out of the bushes, you know. (laughs) You'll have, you'll have a trinket. Drop a warden there. Yeah. No more excuses. All the active items have different effects if you're standing in a bush. (laughs) Dude, I want that. Hey, you know what? Nidalee gets different different effects if she's in a bush. Yeah, Why that's can't her passive, back? though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, items with passives that only work in bushes. I that's like fine. That. I'm not yeah. a, I'm not opposed to that. I just don't want to have to press the damn button. You know what? I want I want t- trinkets that do nothing except for be cos- cosmetic with that kind of stuff. <laughs> cosmetic trinkets. Yeah, dude. Wave of the future. All right. You you log in, you set up your rune page, choose your trinket, you get in game, and then whenever Singed runs through the river or any other area that has water, he skips. Cosmetic dumb. trinket. That's seven dollars. So dumb. Seven dollars. I would not pay seven dollars for that. I would pay seven dollars for would, that. You would, but it's dumb. And every other singed player would pay $7 for that. No. You know it's true. No. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. It's a bad idea. It's a fantastic idea. <laughs> Fantastically bad idea. No, it's a fantastic idea. It's going to happen, dude. I'm telling you. Cosmetics. I mean, you can only build so many skins, but you know, give somebody that makes a like leaves a, a path of ice behind them on whatever champion that they choose. It's an easy mm-hmm. effect to program, and they can charge whatever they want for it. Yeah, or you can okay. get the free one, and it says brought to you by Mountain Dew. <laughs> As Singed runs through the river, it like paints a Mountain Dew logo on behind him. Oh, that'd be great. Hey, do you remember Surge? Christian, 
This is a mm. question for Christian. Christian, have you ever heard of Surge? You mean that one thing that was really good on Jax that gave attack speed and ability power? <laughs> no, man. No, We're no. talking about a soda. A soda. Oh. <laughs> oh, Surge? Yeah, I remember Surge. Okay. What about Vault? Huh? Vault? Oh, Dude, they God. still make like Vault. A... Really? Is that like that? Wait, no, they make um... Jolt. Yeah, no, not Vault. Vault was Coca-Cola. Oh, Vault. Uh... This is Vault like that Mountain Dew I don't think knockoff? they make Vault anymore. Yes, it was a Mountain Dew knockoff. It was awesome. It was pretty pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, it's just Surge, right? Yeah, Surge. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I want to take this moment before we move into the second phase of our podcast, which I think is going to be email-centric, uh, to thank our sponsor, Audible. Uh, Audible is the leader in internet audio entertainment with thousands of audiobooks. On just about every subject. I actually do mean that. I was talking to a friend of mine recently and, uh, I mentioned Audible. He actually listens to primarily nonfiction on Audible. He listens to like biographies and, uh, histories and stuff like that. And I was like, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, dude. I could never, he, he said, I could never bring myself to actually read that stuff. But when it's spoken to me, it's like uh, going to a lecture. Yeah. I yeah. really enjoy a good college lecture, man. <laughs> well, it's not like that's that. That's why I was in college mean. for like seven years. <laughs> I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the reason. <laughs> um, but check them out, Audible. You can uh, get, you know, a free, uh, get your free download uh, of an audiobook, which is a pretty good deal because, you know, these audiobooks, the big ones, can be kind of expensive. Uh, at Audible Podcast dot com slash low elo l o w e l o and you can get yourself signed up there if you already got an Amazon account just link that up and uh, get your free audiobook download uh, right now I know you said you picked up a new book right Copy? yeah I finished uh, the Way of Kings which was you know forty five or sixty five hours it was ridiculously long so that took me like a whole month it was great uh-huh. <laughs> um. And then I did something that I've never really done, and I just kind of used my phone. I was lying in bed. I was like, okay, well, I finished this book yesterday. I need a new book. Usually when I go to like buy books or when I had in the past, I would do lots of research because I didn't want to waste my time yeah, like reading a bad book. you know. So I'd go read reviews. I'd read about the author. And that's the way you would find something like I'm totally hipster about Joe Abercrombie. Like mm-hmm. I found him and that's mine. He's mine. I claim him. I love him. He's my favorite author. That's how I found Game of Thrones. You know, great series. It's to try to be a hipster. But <laughs> I was just like thumbing through like the first 10 suggestions that came up for me. And I and I picked one and I downloaded it and I started listening to it. I love it. It's called The Lies of Locke Lamora by Scott Lynch. And it's kind of like a, a heist, you know, book so far oh you didn't tell me it was a heist book i love heists. yeah the so. whole thing is like you know and like i said it jumps around in time like you see mm-hmm. him as the lock lamore is the main character you see him as a little boy you see him as an adult uh and then it's all about like this mega heist that he's he and his friends are pulling off in like this alternate renaissance venice that's okay really that cool. that sounds pretty cool now like that with the canals cool. and stuff but yeah so i like it yeah i'm uh i just i finished up the first book in the mistborn series I finished, uh, 
the la- uh, the final empire and mm-hmm. it, it was really good I, I i'm enjoying it i enjoyed it enough that i spent my credit on the second book um the well of ascension which god what a great name for a fantasy book right yeah uh and so i'm enjoying that you you were totally right uh people when copy first told me about this series he told me that it has a really really cool magic system and it's true and i'm still enjoying it and uh, i look forward to getting through the second book and then reading the third i don't know if uh, i might save the uh small novel because apparently there's a fourth book that's a small novel um oh, really? i might I, just save I that haven't read that one yeah yeah well it's uh it's not part of the trilogy right like it's specifically not part of the trilogy so uh i'll probably just read that one i actually actually read hmm weird but uh it's it's pretty cool really enjoying the service and uh, if you haven't checked it out yet once again audiblepodcast.com slash l-o-w-e-l-o now i believe last week there was the uh open issue of the heimerdinger challenge yes we ended up delaying the show for a week apologize that for that people uh, but I did extend, and it's in the show notes. I did extend the Heimer challenge, and I think it's—is uh, it fair for us to crown a winner at this point? Yeah, I have the the number one and number two coming in at number two was Thalen. That's his summoner name. Got mm-hmm. a time of eleven twenty-eight. Pretty good. And he said his secret was to choose the bots you would go against because you uh... can do that. Yep, yeah. and we did not say that they we had did, to be randoms. Yeah, so. we did not say they had to be randoms. So he's like, Zinzal, you know, don't let him be in the game, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the winner of the Heimer Challenge, summoner name is <laughs> Speed 44558800. Don't worry. I checked him out on Law King. He's level 30. It's not yeah. some <laughs> crazy account. <laughs> and uh, the time was 1051. And, uh, I can see it. Yeah. No, and this, this guy sent us about 10 entries. <laughs> Started out at like 15 minutes. And just kept like, them like down. Like every few days he would email another one and it would be lower. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and I did it again. So, uh, so congrats to you. You'll have to, you should send us an email and tell us, uh, how you did it. Yeah. And, uh, what the secret is so we can all be, uh, Heimer Masters. So we can all be Heimer Speedrun Masters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, send send us a friend request in game and we'll and we'll get you a gift. Unfortunately, and I didn't know this was gonna happen, the when the harrowing ended, so did the mystery gifting. Yep. Did. So that's unfortunate. So but we're still gonna give you a gift. So Yeah, we'll get you something. Uh you know, we'll 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 get you a little something in game, even if it's gonna end up just being like RP. Uh or I may give you the option. I might have some codes laying around for the uh the blitz the latest blitzcrank and uh the packs the what was it the crazy unicorn hecarim uh, yeah arcade hecarim i might have a few of those codes laying around yeah so to tempt you with <laughs> write us in man yeah um, we got an around the world update sweet from Skywalker. Uh, who says, I listen to you on my way into the Pentagon every week. 
It gets my day off to a solid start. Thanks for the pick-me-up. I'd send a pic, but photos are prohibited on the Pentagon <laughs> reservation. Keep up the good work. Wow. Now, two things. If you're not in America, <laughs> you might not know what the Pentagon is. It's like the military headquarters of America. <laughs> like, and the second thing is, they call it a reservation? Really? Like the land the Pentagon is on? Like, wouldn't it be oh, like I've a campus that, yeah. or... No, I, no, it's not a campus, because uh, remember, a campus is a collection of buildings, whereas the Pentagon, Pentagon is, is a just single one. building. It's <laughs> right. a single gigantic building, right? Or the lot. I don't know. Is the lot too mundane for the Pentagon? Yeah, no, you don't need the lot. But no, yeah. I, I get I get the reservation, because it's like the the reservation. It's, it's, you know, land set aside for the Pentagon, and it's just gigantic. Yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, keep, uh, keep listening to us and, uh, you know... <laughs> Serving in the Pentagon, whatever you do there. Yeah, whatever stuff. you do. <laughs> uh, we got. I wonder some if promotion. we have anyone who's like at Langley in Virginia. Yeah, Langley Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Send us. <laughs> Let us know if you're at Langley. Um, yep. <laughs> why pick Lang? Like, there's so many other bases. Why Langley? I, I don't know because that's the one that always gets mentioned in the movies. The what? Tom Clancy novels. Like, yeah. It's always Langley. Yeah, it's always Langley. Or or uh, what's the FBI one? Uh, Q. Quantico. Quantico, yeah. yes. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. For uh, some reason, the FBI is just not as mysterious as it used to be. That's true. It's a shame. It's like when, uh, when the USSR broke up, I was like so distraught because I was like, who's going to be the bad guys now? <laughs> Anyway, got some promotions. Nick got to silver four, uh, or to silver after four tries. Cool. So, congratulations. Nick Rindy 900 got to platinum five, quote, because of your podcast reminding me every week to buy wards. (laughs) So, here's a little public service announcement, guys. Buy wards. Yeah. And, and then once you buy them, hey, Christian, what do you do with wards after you buy them? Uh, keep them in your inventory. No. That's wrong. Ah, uh, what's the right answer? You put them in tribush. <laughs> anyway, all of I, them. Uh, or is it tribush or triangle bush? <laughs> oh man. I'm it's so glad bush. we're being classy about that. Uh oh. Lily <laughs> little Jimmy D says wanted to say thanks for the sound advice managed to get from bronze 4 to silver 2 before the end of the season. Cool. So, congrats, little Jimmy D. Um, on to email. We've got a lot of email. If we don't get to it all, sorry guys. We receive more, many more emails than we can read on the show. I'll start off with this one from Streetlight April. And it was just so sweet. I had to read it. Um, she says, I'm assuming it's a she. I think that's safe, like yeah, April. April, right? yeah. yeah. We'll just hey. go with it. <laughs> you are easily the best league podcast out there. At first, I didn't understand why you chose not to curse on air, but when I listen to others, I cringe from the gratuitous F-bombs. Yeah. Yeah, you indeed keep it classy, and the, that denotes professionalism and blah, blah, blah. You're awesome. Uh... <laughs> I like how you say that denotes professionalism and blah, blah, blah afterwards. That's the way, dude, I'm a professional. Uh, when I got placed in Silver 4, my goal was to get to gold. I will end the season in Platinum 1. 
Nice. Platinum one. That's almost diamond. I base my six, which is almost challenger. I base yeah. my success on keeping a good public attitude, even when I'm raging on my end, being flexible on the position I play, dying the, the least I can and warding a whole lot. All things you repeatedly state on the podcast. Thank you for doing all this work, building the community, and especially for carrying my heart for over a year. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I really was like, oh, that's sweet. So thank you, Streetlight April. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad people noticed that. We haven't said that in a while. Like we don't curse on the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I'm flattered that people actually noticed that. So. Oh, I curse all the time. You just don't like it. Just gets edited <laughs> out afterwards. That's why. That's why it looks like I don't talk so much. Because <laughs> you're basically a sailor, you know. <laughs> He's a space monkey. All right, we got a uh, question from... Oh, this is not a question. From Kovoroth. I don't really have a question. I just wanted to give you guys classy props. Seemed oh, like everyone okay. and their grandmother was up in arms over no harrowing event. Just plain being rude. You guys said, I want my candy corn. Boom, done. You moved on with the episode. <laughs> was that, I, was there a huge corn. stink over harrowing? Like, I thought it was okay. Like... Um, yeah, there, there were people who were voicing far more dissent. Probably over like no gratuitous F-bombs. And, yeah, to, to <laughs> gratuitous F-bombs. It's a sense of entitlement and everything. So, uh, I do want, I do want my candy corn though. <laughs> Alright, now, this one is a great one. This, I, I mentioned this earlier. This is a Mega Darkwing Duck-esque question. But it's not but it's, actually Mega Dark. It's not Duck. Mega Darkwing Duck. It's from right. Chaotic Neutral Dwarf Warrior. Cool. I th- yeah. We've had. I think we've yeah. had him before. Yeah, like you remember months him? Months ago. Yeah. No, like try years. Like. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he's and he, he talked about that in the email. He's like, I haven't written in so long. Um, but he has a question for us. What two champions kits, when combined into an eight skill monster like Jace or Elise or Nidalee? Mm-hmm. Would make the most hilariously overpowered wussbag crusher ever to grace the fields of justice. Uh, singed and Timo. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, like, what, what, what even needs to be said? You just, okay, it's a, it's a ranged, it's singed with a ranged attack that also poisons. Uh, he has a go fast button. That, uh, you mean another go fast? Yeah, button. <laughs> he has he has another go fast button that, mind you, so, when it's when he's uh, not going fast, he's still going fast as a result. <laughs> he, uh, I mean, like I, I don't know how I want to like combo these together. I guess if you if you had to combo the exact stuff, then it would be that you know every time that he poison darts, it leaves a trail behind. <laughs> Where he poison darts and blinds you. How horrible is that? Um, every time he lays down goop to slow you, he also speeds up. God, that's just vicious. Uh, every yeah. time that he chucks somebody, um, he, he poisons Chuck them. Into I, a I mushroom. Poison. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like trying to line them up, you know. He so, chucks him into a pile of mushrooms he, he placed down beforehand. No, and, and then, then and then when he when he ults, he regenerate he starts regenerating health and mana and gets tanky and moves fast and makes a lot of noise 
and lays down instead of laying down a cl- uh, cloud of uh, poison behind him, he lays down a cloud of mushrooms, just plopping them out. You know, the mushroom thump, slow plus thump. the goo slow. Yeah, like it's he horrible. couldn't move. <laughs> the scariest champion of all time. Oh man. <laughs> plus, uh, plus, you get to see you know Singe with that cute little hat on. See, mine, mine would be Garen and Jarvan. Hmm. Elaborate. I can... I see him. I I see a helicopter spinning move. It's the blender, dude. Yeah. Cataclysm and and spin. Oh god. <laughs> oh shit! With, with an execute at the end. Come on. <laughs> and a silence. Like you're not getting out of that. And then a knock up and a shield. Garen already never dies. Give him a shield that slows people around him. <laughs> oh man, Garen and Jarvis. This is like my favorite combo ever. Okay. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Christian? Um, is there a way that you can combine two Jaxes into one Super Jax? <laughs> I, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about it. I'm going to try to attempt uh, two champions and one of them not being Jax, and that would be Vigar and Draven. Just because I want to see Draven throw Vigar ults instead of axes. Hmm. Okay. Does that mean he can catch the Vigar ult? Yes, and, and throw just it throw again. him back. Yeah, throw him again. Well, see, that wouldn't work, because you'd have one half of your ability scaling off AP and the other half of the AD, so that's a bad idea. Yeah, at least, you know, so the Teemo Singed is all No, AP no, there. but it's Draven. He can figure <laughs> just, it out. You know. The Garen Jarvan is much more feasible than that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I just... Not, I just like the imagery of a, a Jax sitting on the shoulders of another Jax. <laughs> I mean, that works too. <laughs> Actually, no. What would work even better? Just Draven on the shoulder of Jax. While Jax is just like spinning his uh, uh, lamppost in the air. While Draven is spinning axes. And they just like start floating the air from all the spinning. And just go all over Sumner's Rift. Dodging yeah. and throwing axes everywhere. This is this is a a fun exercise in fiction that could <laughs> go on forever. Jason Lee Sin. Oh God! Why stop at eight abilities when you yeah. can have sixteen? J- yeah, Jason Elise. <laughs> All right, moving on. You know, turns into a spider with a hammer. <laughs> Raka O two says, "Fan of the show." Blah blah blah. Uh, I wanted to main assassins. When I first started playing specifically Talon, how Welcome I feel, to season four. <laughs> I feel as if a lot of them, with the exception of Lee Sin and Zed, don't fit the current meta. Do you think that in the coming season four will allow for more changes to the meta, including providing a valid spot for the assassin playstyle? The circle that is one complete. already. <laughs> I think so. I think that assassins are going to come back. I think they're going to make uh, they're going to be in vogue. So. Uh, but they, they're just gonna be in a different place, you know? They're gonna be in support. I really think you're gonna start seeing support assassins. Assassin supports. Alright. LeBlanc bottom. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, we have a final question from Jason. It says, okay, after being called out to talk about Olaf, I gotta bring up Karma. Her rework was one of, if not the most drastic in the league. All you mentioned was her design. I want to hear more than Dave saying she sucks on stream. 
She's my favorite support, and I won the Karma Q-tip before the rework and want to know your guys' opinion. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a, uh, you owe me. Yeah, you <laughs> owe me. I won the Q-tip. I demand satisfaction, sir. <laughs> Karma um, really frustrates me most of the time. If if you think of, okay, here's the problem with Karma. She sits, she lives in like the nether region between AP carry and support. There, the, this nether region is an array, and there are people that are closer to an AP carry. carry. I would say a Lissandra, an Oriana. These are very supporty uh, AP carries, you know, with all their CC and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end, you'd have like a Zyra. Or uh, in my case, I, I put Morgana on that end because I love playing support Morgana, but she's more viable AP, AP carry. But the problem with Karma is that she's she can do both but never really excels at either one Mm -hmm. she's like dead center in the hybrid mix yeah which Which... would be fine if this were season three jungle meta Mm -hmm. but it's not and that's not to say that there aren't team compositions that would make use of that um but it's there, there are much, there are many more better options, more better options than, <laughs> uh, I love that word, more better. It's all one word, by the way. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. I think what it comes down to with Karma is that she's maybe not a jack of all trades, but she's, you know, a, a master of much and, or, uh, sorry, a, uh, yeah, a, uh, practitioner of much and a master of little. And, right? Did, did I get that? Hey, close enough. Okay. And, and the current meta, as it is right now, tends to favor extremes in the AP position and extremes in the support position. You know, you want either a champion that's really supporty or you want, you know, for the support position and you tend to want somebody who's really bursty in that uh, AP position. Think about what a fizz can do. And then stack it up next to what a karma can do. Dude, stack it up against a Gragas. Yeah. You know, it's suddenly she doesn't look quite as. And then you know, look hot. at what a Sona can do. <laughs> yeah. You know, as a support and stack it up against what karma. Right. And, and the thing is, is that yes, there are team comps where it's going to work. Um, you know, where you take advantage of that hybrid style of play and the hybrid champions. But that's not really where we're at right now. It's just the metagame isn't there. People aren't doing that. If you want to, uh, you know, if you want to build around that and be competitive, you have to be building very specifically around that and then be ready to account for the extremes that people are going to be taking the builds to. Yeah. But uh, I don't think she sucks. She's just, you know, it's just not her time, man. It's just not her time. Give it... Give it a little bit. You never know what'll happen. Yeah. And the, the whole karma thing is, I think people get attracted to her because she's really good at baiting. Yeah. Like with her passive and her shields, she's really good at causing people to overcommit. Yeah. And she's kind once, of a, the, an intellectual champion in yeah, that regard. And like in lower levels of play and normals and stuff, that's often enough. You can do fantastic with that. Because people don't yet understand the concept of baiting. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get to higher levels, people aren't going to fall for it. 
so it really falls off. And it's much better to have a Sona alt that that stuns everyone than to you know run around trying to bait people to overcommit. Right. It relies too much on the enemy reaction. Sona is bam. You know, you're stunned. Deal with it. Karma's like, look at me, chase me. <laughs> so it's too dependent on what other people do. Yeah. Which is why I think she's bad. And I'll say that. Karma's bad. Okay. I said Karma sucks on the stream before. You know, I'm going to stand by it. You want to prove me wrong? Go ahead. But that's what I think. Yeah. Next. <laughs> All right. We got one more email. And it's really long. It's really great. Uh, got Can to you play paraphrase this. it to like three words? Yeah, yeah, I'm going oh, to. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> a guy, you know, fan of the show. He's played. I played a couple games with him one day during the day, and uh, his main question is, why do we have to follow the meta? He's saying that you know when he started playing that he he didn't even know there was a meta until he started listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he says even if it's less ideal. Is often more fun to try non-conventional strategy. How did the meta com- become the meta if no one experimented with different ideas? Well, people did experiment with different ideas yeah. and continue to. Now, it's very easy because it's something that's familiar and it's uh, as a result of all the streaming and, you know, tournaments and everything. It's very easy to follow the meta. That is, AD carry support bottom lane, AP mid, bruiser top and you know utility jungle is really what it is right now um it's very easy to do that and so when you're playing solo queue people tend to do that because it's uh set expectations you know you there's no surprises there everyone's familiar you don't have to coordinate around it you know you don't have everyone knows what they're supposed to do supposedly and we talked about this once before a long time ago. I mean, we talk about the meta all the time, but how did the meta become the meta? Um, I think that it's part of the leveling up process. Um, when you first start playing and you're an actual noob, you know, and you, you're not <laughs> smurfing on an account. Um, I mean, and I'll ask Christian, Christian, we had some fun times with Trindamir in bottom lane, didn't we? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so good. So oh, good. man, I, would, I'll I'll do it after this podcast is done. <laughs> we would run like Trindamir. I don't even who, remember who I would play. I would play like I don't know Garen probably or someone, and we just go bottom, and that was okay. But what happens as you level up, you notice what beats you. You're like, okay, why did this beat me? Why did this beat us? And it's because they have a dedicated support. Because you have to, it's it's a lot more risky and a lot more difficult to win if you're not following the meta. It can be done. It happens a lot. Oh, yeah. No, we're proof of that. <laughs> yeah. No, I played support Aatrox. <laughs> Again, it, mentioning that. But, you know, you notice that if you have a dedicated support, uh, what would what used to infuriate me would, would be when a Lulu would just buy wards. I would hate that. I'd be like, you can't win. There's so many wards everywhere. Like they have, it's like a map hack, you know? So the meta became the meta because, uh, it just evolved and it continues evolving. Like Jeff said, we talk about Fizz right now. Fizz is super, super strong. He's played a lot. He's always in the mid lane. Um, 
Fizz hasn't changed significantly in recent times, but all of a sudden there's Fizz, you know, with all the assassins, assassin type people in mid, that's just what the meta has become. If you remember months ago or even a year ago, it was not like that. No one ever played Fizz. Mm -hmm. Jeff would be the only one who ever played Fizz and he would jungle with him, (laughs) you know? I would, I'd go mid sometimes. Sometimes. So yeah, no, the, the meta is there. It's to give you the standard and keeping up with it is your choice, whether or not you want to do that. We like doing that. I like doing that, but not just so that I can emulate it. I like to keep up with it so that because it evolves, there are new ways to break it. Yeah. It's it's an ever it's an it's an ongoing game of rock paper scissors, man. This is yeah. what the meta is. And right now everyone's throwing rock. Once everyone figures that out, people are going to start throwing paper. And there's going to be that one guy who says, "You know what? I'm going to start throwing scissors." Because everyone's going to start throwing paper and now it's scissors time to shine. It's just, it's what's going on. And that's going to rotate and rotate and rotate. That's why you see, like you said, the champions who don't like very little changes to them and suddenly they blow up on the scene. It's because it's their time. Yeah. And w- something I noticed like uh, with bot lane, think of the, the people we've seen support, you know, the way the support has changed, the way 80 carries. It was not too long ago when you had to have an escape ability on your 80 carry. Mm-hmm. And we saw a lot of, that's when we made fun of Corky Graves. It was Corky Graves, Ezreal. Yep. Because they have that natural escape. But even in pro play, we're seeing a lot more Varus, a lot more Ash. Zyra Ash is super big right now. Mm-hmm. Those, they don't have innate escapes. And that seems to be okay now because they started playing with paper. You know? <laughs> yep. It might come around again where, you know, you have to have a innate escape on your AD carry again. And it just, you always it it's always changing. Yep. <clears throat> so, good question though. Yeah, really so, good question. If you also have good questions, let us be the judge of that. Go ahead and wrap them up in a nice little short email with a descriptive subject line and send it to team at lowelo dot com. You can also uh, send us a iTunes review. That's a thing that we would appreciate greatly. I don't know, Christian. Do you have any iTunes reviews for for the people? Oh, I do. Yeah, I totally have iTunes reviews. Got uh, what we got? let's see. Well, first of all, let me check what we got here. <laughs> we have seven hundred eighty three ratings on the iTunes reviews. Yay! Getting almost close. At 800, almost at eight hundred, Jeff. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So let's get started. First up, we got. Anton Switchy. He writes, I have to say that I love this podcast. You guys are great to listen to when commuting back and forth to and from my girlfriend's place. Also, you feel that tiny little void in my heart when I am waiting for the sarcastic summers to update their You podcast. already read oh, that one. Oh, I'm I read that one. Oh. Again, I was uh, going to say, try not to plug any other shows this time. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay, I thought... Right. Uh, you can out. edit them out in post. Oh, I thought that the la- I thought the last one was in Texas. I forgot Anton Switchy. Um, all right, iTunes reviews. First up, we got Loido fanboy. Nice. Someone actually uh, just went and made a that's account cool. called 
low elo like that's boy. that's like a that's like a an achievement like we just got an achievement for that <laughs> right <laughs> Yes, right. Lolio fanboy. He writes, "Do you ever wonder how to actually enjoy League while simultaneously battling both your opposition and the raging new beaters on your team? This podcast is for you. Jeff, Dave, and the gang bring you high quality production with excellent lol content promoting gaming class. Thank you for all that you guys do." Oh, faux pas podcast faux pas. What? Somebody's iPhone went off. I didn't do that. Wasn't mine. Was it yours? (laughs) Oh, I don't have an iPhone. Did I imagine? Did I just have a stroke? (laughs) (laughs) Episode title right there. (laughs) Did I just have a stroke? All right, moving on. Java Hut Uh, man. Next up, Java Hut man. Uh, After that is. Tbzz. And then Daga111 who writes, I started listening to this podcast to keep me informed of changes and metas in the hi- hiatus. Hi- I mean, that's oh, hiatus what he, I think that's what he actually means. So, then uh, the hiatus is that I was not playing the game. Thanks. For some reason, I thought that said haikus. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, after that, Tim Paula, Soul Reaper333, and Grumble Belly Seafunk. Who says, what does the Timo say? Grumble belly sea funk? Grumble belly in parentheses sea funk. Wow. That's, All right. That's a name right there. Uh, let's just call him sea funk. Yeah. Sea <laughs> funk. I just want to call him grumble belly. Sounds well, like a smurf. You. Well, thank you, grumble belly and or sea funk. And to <laughs> everyone else who wrote a review. Like I said before, we're almost at 800. Get if you there. Make Jeff hap- if you want to make Jeff happy and uh, get it to 800 before the end of the year, send your reviews to iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Give us five stars. We appreciate it a lot. <clears throat> awesome. We had an international review from the Aussie store from Daf Gaha. So, Daf Gaha. Daf Gaha. Is he a Klingon? Kapla. I don't know. <laughs> okay. There was a kid down the street from me when I grew up who had a Klingon dictionary. We all thought he was a nerd. He, he was a nerd, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. But now uh, you kind of wish you had one, don't you? I d- yeah, I do. And I didn't start <laughs> watching Star Trek till like years later. And then I was like, wow, where's my Klingon dictionary? Yeah. <laughs> you have your, your rules of acquisition? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god is i bet that's published too you can probably buy oh, that can't i'm you? positive it is I'm, i think i have a friend who in klingon <laughs> yeah right rules of acquisition in klingon boy <laughs> this this show is taking a turn yeah it is Let's <laughs> okay. end before the nerd gets too big yeah thank you very much for your itunes reviews you can uh go ahead and leave us a re- review anytime just look us up on the itunes if uh, you have a Apple device and you're not already using iTunes to download us, it's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. If you are using a non-Apple device and uh, that being probably an Android device, you can get us on uh, Spotify. Spotify? No, it wasn't Spotify. What did we sign up on? Stitcher? Stitcher! <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you can get us on Stitcher. There's uh, some free advertising for you, Spotify. It's a music <laughs> service. <laughs> 
Um, you can, you can download us on Stitcher. Um, of course, if you'd like, you can always just head over to our website at www.lowelo.com. Get the latest episode, all the back episodes, all of our show notes. Maybe you're wondering who did the music for each week or, heck, you know what? Hit our forums, participate with our community, say hello, uh, just jump in on the conversation. It's a great place to do it. It's also a really good place to catch our stream by hitting the live button at the top or by going to twitch.tv slash community. It's all one word. Catch our stream. We got great streamers every week, and we are accepting uh, – Dave, we're still accepting new yes, uh, am, applications for new streamers. I am in talks with a, a few people. So Sweet. Okay. But keep sending them because we, we got lots of slots. Yeah. If you think if you think that you could be a low-elo streamer, you have something to bring to the environment uh, You know that's uh, in character for us, let us know. Team at lowelo.com. You'll want to mention something in your subject line so that copy can grab it. Then, uh, if you want, but if you'd rather have a little bit more of an intimate contact with somebody on the show, and we do encourage that sort of thing, you can do so by hitting us up on Twitter. Right? <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> yeah. Ladies. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter. My Twitter is eatgamer. Dave's Twitter is low elo Dave and Christian's Twitter account is CT Feltz, letter C, letter T Feltz. You can also just hit the little Twitter icon on lowelo.com, upper right hand corner, and that'll bring you to a list of everyone on the show. Just follow us there. You can, uh, hit us up on Facebook. I'm not going to forget Facebook. See, I'm going to hit all of them this time. I have it written down in You're front of me. You're on fire. I know. I am. Right, keep, yeah, keep going. Uh, I, so you can hit us up on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash low elo community. We publish every single episode there. You can, uh, give us a like and that will inject us into your news feed with a nice little piece of procured art every single time we put out a new episode. Uh, uh, haha. I'm not done yet. Nope. Christian. One more. Uh, I'm not done uh, yet uh, because uh. you can also join us in game uh. in our chat room. Uh. L O W E L O. Or if that one's full, hit up low elo two, low elo three, whatever you like. It's a great place to meet other people just like yourself, fans of the show, uh, get into a few games together. And if you want to be on the stream, you'd better be in those chat chat rooms because that's where we pick people up from. Now hey, I got them. You all. did it! You did it! All right, yeah. professional. Oh, so good at this thing that I can't seem to, you know, nail down after doing it ninety three times before. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Well, thank you very much for listening. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer. And uh, with me, as always, has been Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compu386. Yep. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having me, Jeff. I, <laughs> I uh, like this little podcast you do here. <laughs> well, <laughs> just... <laughs> Ne- next week you're going to be hosting because I'm yeah. going to be out you know, of town. You know, on on stream, Terror was like, "Oh, it's Compy. You know, he helps put the podcast together." And I'm like, Ouch! I'm like, you make it sound like I, you know, lick all the stamps, you know, or something. <laughs> like I'm the stamp licker, and no stamp gets, you know, licked without me. 
Yeah, Dave. Dave is no, no. Dave is like the forty-five percent to my forty-five percent, and then there's <laughs> Christian and Rin's ten in there somewhere that tends to overflow, and eventually, like somehow, in our email box, turns into like another forty-five percent. And quite frankly, I was never really that good at math, but so it all works percents. out. It's <laughs> lots of percents, more than a hundred. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> on that bombshell, thank you for listening. Wait, no, Christian. Mm-hmm. I, I I forgot yeah, to outro you, know, just, you. Just just ignore the ten percent. Okay. <laughs> we are the ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Say that's, something that's funny, a, Christian. I, I actually the chair I sit on accounts for five percent, so I'm just five percent. Five percent loving. No, no, no. It's oh, a hundred percent loving. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent of that. Five percent at least. So many maths are happening right now. I have no idea what's happening. And on that bombshell, (laughs) thank you for listening to episode 94 of Low Elo. Good night, and don't forget, stay classy, son. The president was beaten by a zombie. The government was poisoned, then our zombie too.
Oh man, that was good. Was it? You don't think so? No, I think it was good. I'm just, you know, <laughs> just being a dick about it. Just being a dick about it. Was it? Copy? Yeah. Was it really that good? Or are, are you saying well, that you know that whole thing was good? Or are your you feelings saying and, indi- that- and ideas are stupid compared to mine? <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, copy people join my stream and call me you. <laughs> like Don't even it says, "Eat gamer" in for, the corner. For the first year, everyone called me Jeff, so I don't yeah. want to hear it. <laughs> so, someone, I was in the Elite clients, and someone messaged me, "Oh my gosh, Dave, you're like my favorite on the show." <laughs> really? And you didn't tell me that? Oh, because no one's ever messaged me and said that. I've I've gotten that. Really, no one's ever I'm no one peop- no one's ever messaged you and told you that like you're their favorite. No, really, they have to you. Yeah, I, I think it's just they view us as the same person. Like, <laughs> you know. Well, no, I mean they've they've like said Jeff, you're my favorite on the show. Yeah, I've been only told that once, and under Dave Nate the day's name. Uh, but I, I would agree with you, Dave. I think there's a significant portion of wait, the wait, wait. Are you population. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking to me or are you talking to Dave? I'm talking to Dave. Okay. okay. I think there's a significant portion of our audience that doesn't distinguish between the yeah, two. Of they us. don't care. It's the same. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you, you host an episode and like it, they don't even notice. It's like, no, like, like people go to a restaurant and order a Jeff and they say, is Dave okay? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're we're coking. We Pepsi. don't have Jeff. We don't have Jeff, but we have Dave. Okay, and, Mr. Pibb oh, is the same as Dr. Pepper. It's fine. <laughs> we're no. What it is? Even even worse. We're root beer. We're root beer. I would like, like if, a mug root beer. No, well, no one. No one asks. Barks. No one even asks for the brand that's, of root beer when you true. like when you go to a restaurant and you're like. You know, I think I'd like a root beer. You don't be like, hey, do you have Barks? Do you have A&W? Do you have... No, you just say, I'd like a root beer, please. It's all the same I don't care who made the root beer. I don't want a history lesson. Exactly. I just want a root beer. They just just turn on their podcast and like, you know what? I'd like a low elo, please. (laughs) They're just like, would you like a low elo with Dave hosting or would you like a low elo with Jeff hosting? Uh, you know, whatever you got, whatever you've got, <laughs> yeah, whatever that, you've got that sounds fine. great. 